Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hey, Watch This. I'm Paul Goble. I'm David Bax. Oh, what a week, huh, David? Yeah, was it for you? No, but coming up. Super Bowl is coming up and Valentine's Day. And but my... you don't watch the Super Bowl. Nah. Even though you're the king of, TV, king of TV and it's the biggest television event of the year, you don't watch it. No, for a few reasons. Um, I'm not interested in the game at all, really. Sure. Um, so it would only be a social thing. So unless I'm going to a party or something like that. I think the last time I actually watched it was when I was working at the morning after. And we were watching it and talking about it on the show. And that was when the lights went out. So that was a big deal. Okay. Remember that year? Yes. So um, <clears throat> so I don't really care. And all the commercials I can watch the next day online. Right. And see them all. All the good ones and all the bad ones. And um, also, the NFL is a completely bullshit organization. It supports wife beaters, and it it knows full well how it uh, damages the brains of the people who work for them, but it couldn't care less. Uh, And, you know, the fucking money that they could... The the good things that they could be doing with the money that the NFL makes. And, of course, (laughs) I don't mean to bore you, David. And, of course, (laughs) the fact that they, you know, they still let the Redskins in the NFL. If the NFL was serious about anything, they would have booted the Redskins to show that they were serious about, about, you know, racism. And they, what they're serious about is money. And they don't, and it's fucking... Sad to me that so many football fans have wasted so much of their lives and money and energy in this. It's basically big fan has come to life. That's what it is. Okay. The NFL is exactly what you see in big fan is embodied by that one guy who beats the shit out of his biggest fan. Uh-huh. And then that fan goes to prison and is still a huge fan. That's that's exactly okay. what it is. That dude is the NFL, and Pat Oswalt is every football fan watching the Super Bowl. I can't argue with you. I still like it, though. And, 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 and that's the great thing about the world in America is that you can love things that are bad for you. Look at me. Um, yeah, we were just talking about uh, smoking cigarettes. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you know, that's probably the worst thing you can do. And I don't do that, but I do plenty of other stuff. Um but also, uh, there's something else. Well, you're going to be gone next week. And the week after. Because uh, you got stuff to do. But I guess that's this is after the Super Bowl happens, or the big game, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hashtag, hashtag big game. After that, it's really kind of, uh, it goes down. People who give a fuck about Valentine's Day do. But there's really no big holidays anymore until spring break, really. Yeah. So, I guess this is everyone's last chance to... To go woohoo, and it's a great day. If it's like this tomorrow, it actually will be a good day to go watch a football game. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I just got a text. Let's see who it's from. Nope, it's from the from the NFL. <laughs> saying stop saying the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so uh, I watched Horace and Pete. I watched the first episode. Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's well worth five dollars. The it's really crazy because it's shot on a soundstage, and it looks like All in the Family. Like, everything's brown and uh-huh. mustard-colored, you know? Yeah. It's like wood. And... But it takes place now? Yeah, because they're talking about the election. They're talking about the current election and uh-huh. Donald Trump. So it takes place this week, basically. Um, uh, but it's done on a soundstage, but not in front of an audience, because there's no reactions from anyone, um, which is funny, because there's plenty of funny stuff. But it is... But is the... it multi-camera? Yeah. So it's multi-cam, it doesn't even have a lap track. No, 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 it's three, it, no. Well, I'm trying to think, because there are some shots, I don't know. Because there are some shots from other angles, so maybe that's why there's no audience. Because it's right. mostly, it's mostly just a soundstage, just huh. three cameras. But there are some other angles okay, that yeah. clearly are not, yeah, maybe, yeah. But it's, it's, it's also, it's like, you know, it's like on video, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it, that was probably a cost thing, I'm right. sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it it feels like an old 70s sitcom on video because of that. And then because you got actors like Alan Alda and Steve Buscemi on it, it feels even more like that. But it's great because also Edie Falco's on It's a serious show. And it's not fucking around. Edie Bryant is on it. Oh, okay. Plays Louis C.K.'s daughter. Jessica Lange is on it. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's like really good heavy hitters. And then the show is is the ultimate in dark black comedy to me it goes back to that conversation we had about 
black comedy and dark yeah. comedy and all that. There's nothing really funny about this, but it's not tragic either. You know, Alan Alda is like this horrible racist, but he says he's not racist because it's all about actions, not words. He says, I served N-words right on the other side of this bar for 50 years. How am I racist? Uh-huh. And you think, yeah, but I don't like what you're saying. It's it's basically that. It's like what Archie, the shit that Archie Bunker used to say. It, it reminded me of that ep- the, one of my favorite episodes of TV ever when Archie and uh, Mike are trapped in the storage room. They spend a whole night in the storage locker uh-huh. and... And Archie talks, they tells the Shubuti story and all the shit about his dad and how his dad was a, a racist. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Mike says, yeah. but he was wrong. My dad was like that too, but he was wrong. And Archie says, that man who puts food on the table, he's never wrong. And it's like, it's it basically unlocks the, the whole core of what is at all in the family. Yeah. And this show reminded me of that in that, you know... Well, I don't want to spoil it, so I was going to give a great uh, example, but it's a huge spoiler. So, okay. but it's it, everybody should buy it. And from what I understand, Brooke looked into it. He's not going to sell it. He's just going to put it on his website. Next episode's three bucks. Episode after that, five bucks. Uh-huh. He's just going to show the whole thing on his website, and you can pay for it and watch it at your will. But I'm warning you, it is depressing. It's like. The, all the most depressing parts of Louie uh-huh. put into another show <laughs> without the comedy. No jokes. Um, but it's a brilliant idea. And uh, that guy who played Thor on Nurse Jackie, he's in it. He's really good. It's a great cast. So everybody should watch it. Uh, did you watch American Crime Story? Not yet. I am going to. But you are going to? Yes. It's weird. I to- said I wasn't going to. Yeah. Because I feel like I've been... Burned too many times by Ryan Murphy. Right. But everyone's into it, and I kind of feel like... Yeah. Well, it's uh, funny because for guys like me and you, uh, to a lesser extent, this is this was a, a significant moment in our lives when, yeah. you know, I, I was just telling Brooke, my life, when, when, this story, when this story started, I was living in Chicago. By the time the trial starts, I was living in L.A. Huh. So, you know, major moments of my life were happening... While this was going on in the background, I remember when E started uh, started uh, dramatizing the courtroom. Do you remember that? They basically had the O.J. Simpson show, and they would dra- they would get the because co- there were no cameras allowed, uh, and they would get the uh, uh, the transcripts of the court and basically dramatize them, act them out. Yeah, I don't remember that because I, well, I didn't grow up with cable. Uh, it was in the early was, days of E. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it was really cheesy, but it was fascinating. And it was on the news all the time. And also the fact that this is unlike Scream Queens, which is a bunch of, which is, you know, the Jonas Brothers and, you know, and Emma Roberts and other people who can't act. This is John Travolta and David Schwimmer playing Robert Kardashian and Robert Shapiro. It's really fascinating to watch. And Cuba's great. The best part is we're watching it and they're showing this big sweeping shot of OJ's house. And there's a big statue of him. Right? In his yeah. football gear. And Brooke goes, why does he have a statue of Cuba Gooding Jr. at his house? <laughs> and I said, it's not Cuba Gooding Jr. It's the dude from uh, from Jerry Maguire. That's who it is. He's in his football uniform. Rod, uh, Rod Tidwell. It's Rod Tidwell. OJ's favorite TV uh, character. Yeah. Is it... Um, now, I, I'm a fan of Cuba Gooding Jr. But yeah. OJ Simpson is... A man who is the size of a professional <laughs> football player. Yeah, he's a like, large, large Cuba man. Cuba Gooding Jr. is about like... Five six maybe. Yeah, it's weird to, when they show him because you know his buddy Al Cowlings was also a big guy. He never—I don't know if he played pro ball, but they were like football buddies. And so the guy playing Al Cowlings in this, pretty big dude, and all his all his football buddies. But then they had to make everybody else smaller too. <laughs> is the other thing like uh, all the kids and stuff because everybody can't be towering over him. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's the acting is really good, and it's a little cheesy in the first episode. Selma Blair is Chris Jenner, and it's almost like you don't know that this conversation took place between Chris Jenner and Faye Resnick. You're just uh-huh. using, and it's Connie Britton as Faye right, Resnick. Yeah. So that's a little manufacturing. But I gotta say, Schwimmer is really amazing. It's fascinating to watch because he's got this ridiculous wig on, but he's like, t- he's playing it straight. A hundred percent. I can't wait to watch it. I think he's going to be the big standout, honestly, because because yeah. Travolta is doing a character and he's clearly overdoing it. I don't know if he met Robert Shapiro or whatever, 
But Schwimmers, he's not, you know, who knows how Robert Kardashian talked. I'm sure there's, there's you know, videos of him, whatever. But he's not doing much. He's just being this concerned best friend of O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great because you expect him to be the worst Kardashian of them all. But it's almost like a switcheroo. Turns out he's the best. He's the only good Kardashian. <laughs> he spawned all these other ones. And Chris took them under her wing and turned them into evil, evil creatures. While Robert went off and earned money. And... Uh, that's what it seems like. It's 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 very funny. There is a cheesy part where OJ's at their house because uh, that's where he's been living, and he's got a gun to his head. He's holding his gun to his own head. Yeah. And Kardashian goes, "Come on, Juice, don't kill yourself in Kimmy's bedroom," because <laughs> he's been staying in her bedroom. Right. Pictures of Joey Lawrence on the wall. That is kind of funny. Did you watch Angie Tribeca? No. I don't really watch that much TV anymore. I guess not. The things that we talk about on this show. Well, it's really it's really funny, but I wanted to ask you about this because I don't know if you've seen any of the commercials, but it's basically like Airplane. You know, the show's like Airplane where the yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. the jokes are like that. Puns and play on words and visual jokes and whatever. You know, they're they're trying to bust this prostitution ring and she's on the phone. He's like, yeah, it's just a, just a normal customers and this dirty John. And there's a toilet at uh-huh. you know, the John. Get it? So it's like that, which... I'm watching it and going, okay, this is funny and it's well done, but how do you do this without giving a shout out to the people who started this? And I'm not saying that the Zucker brothers and those guys invented that kind of humor, uh-huh. but they really perfected it, right? Okay. From now on... So what on, is it you would have them do? Well, I, I basically looked through all the press and not one word about Angie Tribeca connected it to, it's a comedy, all I, all I expected was, it's a comedy in the style of airplane. Well, because before this conversation... Or more specifically, Police Squad. Police Squad, right. So before this conversation, did you know that that was the kind of show it was? I, I did, yeah. With jokes like that? How, yeah. did, how did you know that? I don't know. Really? I must have just read something about it. See, because I didn't know it at all. And then I went, why wouldn't they say that? I mean, they're talking about yeah. this big Tribeca-thon, which was cool. And, yeah. and, they, and Steve Carell was there. And, and it was funny. And I watched a lot of the interstitials and all that. That was live. And it was all fun, but never once in all this press and talk about it did anyone ever go, yeah, it's kind of, well, it's kind of like in the style of Airplane. Or, you know, we, uh, it's kind of like uh, the naked, you remember the naked gun with O.J. Simpson? I wonder if it's, if that's a calculated marketing move in that they want to appeal to younger viewers who don't care. If they know even what Airplane and Naked Gun are, they don't care. And they don't want to compare it to this old thing right so I'm just wondering if maybe that's on purpose they're saying don't compare it to something that our target audience's parents are into yeah I guess so well TBS it's and it's weird because I can totally see people at TBS saying that Uh but then they they have Conan O'Brien on four nights a week (laughs) I mean I I love Conan O'Brien but he's older than me Uh so What do you, you know, and Sam B, she's hilarious too, and it's great that they gave a woman her own show, but she's, she's not young, she's not a young person, and it's not like they're MTV, most of their shows are reruns of Family Guy and The Office, so uh, I don't know, if if that's what they're trying, then, because it does seem like it has to be, to not mention it at all, in any of the press, or even in any of that thing, not even say, hey, look who's here, Robert Stack is here, you know, (laughs) none of that. They had to have been told, Let's, people are going to ask us, just say, we don't know what that is. Say, make <laughs> yeah. a joke out of it. I've never seen the movie. Yeah. And, and that had to, because it, it was in nothing. And I, I just thought, I don't know, if you're going to make a show that is in the spirit of something, you know, that you remember, just say, yeah, it's kind of like Airplane and blah, 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 you know. I, I don't know. It's like if you make a mockumentary about a band, you got to say Spinal Tap, don't you? Okay. Right? I don't know if you have to say it not in the thing. No, no, no. But saying in... In reference to the thing. In reference to the movie. When you're telling people about this movie you're making or you made, you have to say that because they're thinking it. And... That's a good point. The only reason they're not going to say it is to be polite. Right. But any normal person is going to say, so kind of like Spinal Tap, and not even mean that as a dig. They're just trying to put it in their frame of reference. I think, honestly, it's rude to do that. It's almost like you're being a bully. You're daring someone to say... 
Is this like Airplane? You're going, yeah, man. I come up with this hilarious <laughs> idea for a show. It's a cop drama, but it's played straight. But there's millions of jokes in it. Right. And there's lots of puns and plays on words. What do you think of that, David? <laughs> yeah. What do you it's, think of that idea? It's like the Kids in the Hall sketch where Dave Foley is clearly talking about Citizen Kane. But right. every time Kevin McDonald's like, oh, it's Citizen Kane. He's like, no, it's not that. <laughs> but exactly. he keeps describing Citizen Kane. Yes. Thank you, David. <laughs> um, what did you do? That's all I did this week. Or saw or did oh actually I just saw Hail Caesar yesterday yeah um, which I saw it because I'm going to be on the comedy film nerds next week talking about it okay so you can listen to my opinions there I will say this Channing Tatum is the best part of that movie okay um, that's what I'll say I watched the movie on Netflix now, I can't remember were you did you see and were you a fan of the movie Room Two Thirty Seven about The Shining? Uh, no, but Brooke saw it and told me all about it, so okay. I feel like I saw it and I don't have to watch it. So. This guy, that director, Rodney Asher, made another movie. It's a documentary, but it's also the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. It's called The Nightmare. Oh, yeah. And it's a documentary about sleep paralysis, which is this thing where people have these incredibly vivid dreams, but they're only half dreaming because, like, they're dreaming that they are in the place that they actually are, like laying in bed. Right. And, like, figures come into their room and menace them and all sorts of really terrifying things happen. Yeah. So he just it's just a series of cuts back and forth among, like, eight or nine people who have this that he interviewed and then reenactments and then gets into yeah. some of, like, this is something that has happened to human beings literally throughout human history. You could find references to it from paintings hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Right. But it's mostly about just the mood and tone in these reenactments, and it is it is the scariest well, thing funny, I've ever seen. Because I've heard, because, again, Brooke watched it, told me all about it, uh-huh. and her reaction was, it's a really well-made movie, and that uh-huh. it's scary and creepy and all, but once you know what the deal is on it, it really takes the suspense out of it. It's not a weird phenomenon. It's just a, a medical condition. It's Right. You have bad well, dreams, I guess that and t- you can't it, wake up. If that's what you're looking for, if you're looking, uh, maybe that's the, if you go in thinking of it as I described it, which is a documentary about sleep paralysis, then yeah, you might be let down because it doesn't actually get that deep into it. To me, it's more. So it's just more about hey, did you ever hear about this thing? Here's some crazy examples of it. Yeah, it's basically the like. Uh, it seems to me it's only, it's an excuse to make a horror movie without the safety net of a narrative. You know what I mean? Because horror mm-hmm. movies have scary stuff in it, but you always know, you know there's a story and there's a certain, like, yeah. it's it feels a bit safe because you know there's going to be a resolution and stuff. Right. This is just, let's just do, like, a mixtape of incredibly scary scenes okay. and they don't have to be tied to Yeah, I've heard people are divided on it because some people are like you where they're like, wow, that was a great piece of filmmaking. I dug it, like, almost in a Tarantino-ish way. Like, you people are like, that. what a great idea. Like you said, it's a horror story without the narrative. Right. But it's true, but, they, you know, whatever. But then other people are like, yeah, it's not a real, it's not a movie. It's just, right. here's a, some shit that happened and watch it. Yeah. And people and, are like, fuck and that. And also, like, like with comedy, what's scary is subjective. You know, there are things that scare the crap out of other people that don't don't scare me and I've never mm-hmm. been that like unsettled by The Exorcist which I know is supposed to be one of the right. scariest movies of all time yeah. different things work differently for different people uh, and this movie really got me like oh, I that's cool I tend to because I like to be scared by movies mm-hmm. so when I watch a movie that I feel is going to be scary I will watch it in the middle of the night alone at home right before I'm going to go to bed because I want to be no, it sounds like masochistic, masochistic, but I want to be as scared as I can possibly sure. be. And that's how I watched this, and it was the first time that I ever was like, maybe this wasn't a good idea. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to sleep, or that I want to sleep uh, after after this this movie. So, now he's making a sequel to what is it? Room two thirty seven. It's yeah. called Room two two seven. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's about this. It's about basically what happened on the set of 227. And people have a lot of conspiracy theories about that. Absolutely, yeah. Well, this one guy, he's convinced that the whole, that originally the show was called 911. And then 911 happened, they changed it to 227 because they had started that long ago. It's, it's, the guy's weird, but he's he's on to something. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. They called the show 911 and then changed it to 227. Um, <laughs> because 911 wasn't a thing yeah. before 911. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's it for movies. You know what I did today? No. I went and had lunch today. Okay, um, I hope that's not the whole story. Well, no. Have you heard of this place uh, called Local? L O C O L? 
Nope. So you know who Roy Choi is? He's a... Uh, his Los name Angeles. sounds familiar, yeah. He's a chef, famous Los Angeles chef. He has okay. restaurants all over the place. And he um, decided to take a place, Watts, that is largely what's known as a food desert. Meaning yeah. that people who live there don't necessarily have access to fresh ingredients and stuff. They pretty much... Uh, there's not like grocery stores that are walkable right. or, or, or close, so people tend to have to eat fast food or what's available at convenience stores or little marts like that. Right. So he basically started a fast food restaurant, like an affordable fast food restaurant, but mm-hmm. with fresh ingredients hmm. called Local. And I made the trip down there, which <laughs> once the bloom is off the rose, this hopefully will be what he wants it to be, which is a neighborhood place. Right, right now... It's a, bunch a destination white, for white assholes white like me coming there, from yeah. all over the city to go to Watts uh, and have Did you at least go and look at the towers while you were uh, there? No, but I've been to the towers oh, okay. before. Um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it was uh, delicious. It was, I had a cheeseburger, mm-hmm. a side of uh, chicken nuggets, a side of rice, an agua fresca beverage, mm-hmm. and a sundae. Wow. Under $15. For the whole thing, and it was all really good. It was all really good. That's cool. Uh, my only complaint is that there wasn't a, that uh, the agua fresca should be bigger because it was so delicious that I drank it too too quickly. But they're only a dollar. I could have just gone and gotten. You should have five of them. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. this place local, it's not only is it delicious, it's a really cool idea. I hope it catches on and more food deserts get uh, places like this. Way to go, Roy Choi. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about the Venture Brothers. Okay. Um, Can I start? Go ahead. I loved it, even though I have never watched the Venture Brothers, and I have no fucking clue who any of these people... Like, there's clearly backstories here that I don't yeah. know about. There's uh, I, I couldn't even tell you, even though this thing was an hour long, Yeah, uh, I couldn't even tell you a single character's name. There's too many of them, and I can't keep them all straight. <laughs> well, it was... Yeah, it was funny, because there were a million characters that I didn't expect to see. I had to watch it twice, just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But what's funny is, because I, you know, I, I watched... I, like, binged... Venture Brothers, I borrowed the DVDs from Tom and watched them all in a row, so it made more sense to me. But, like, this show, this episode not only has older characters coming back, like the Brown Widow, Nathan Fillion, Spider Man guy. Okay. He was on an episode or two before. Um, but now, uh, these new characters, the Crusaders, uh-huh. Crusaders, what do you say? Commence? Convene! That's what it was. Crusaders, <laughs> convene! That was funny. They're brand new. Um,. And then it's basically like they're doing uh, Rusty's brother, from what I can remember, Rusty had a brother who was like in the Fantastic Four, Okay. and he died, and now Rusty got all the money. They moved to New York, and they live in what's not the Baxter building, and they're like the new Fantastic Four now. Right. And, and so, uh, and they have a million dollars, and... And so now they have new friends, like the Crusaders are like the Avengers, and so much so they even say, there's some Avengers-like guys on the front door. <laughs> I, that always that always bends my brain, is that they make they reference who they're referencing. Yeah. Like, they say, hey, this guy's not Johnny Quest, he's like Johnny Quest, though. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I love that, even though I couldn't, like, there's so much going on in this. I, I don't, yeah. It doesn't surprise me you watched it twice, because I loved it yeah. to, to an extent. I will tell you my one major problem with it okay um in a second um i loved it even though the things you're mentioning i'm like yeah i sort of vaguely remember that there's so much shit happening the whole yeah, time it's a lot but basically what it reminded me of and this is i'm i'm probably gonna sound stupid because i because everyone knows the venture brothers are great and i just never watched it okay um and also i know that even though it's fewer seasons the venture brothers predates archer but it right. reminded me of the best episodes of Archer, mm. where it's super funny. There's it's packed a bunch of references and, and jokes in, but it also really works as a spy thriller. Yeah, this was an epic space action adventure story. Right, like it had so much weight and pathos and action, and like uh, it, I, I, I was so I was so into it just just on an action adventure level mm. um, that it didn't. It, you know, it's not. Again, I'm going to sound stupid because people already know this, <laughs> but it's not a show that's making fun of the kind of stories that right. It, is. it goes beyond. It really that. is. It is one of them. Yeah, and that's what I, again. That's what I like about. And watching. in the meantime, there's all these very funny jokes. Yeah, and, um, and references to stuff. Now, speaking of jokes, yeah. there was one joke that uh, I disliked so much that it almost ruined the episode for me because it was like racist. Oh, when they're at that rundown house. I, didn't, I don't even know who these fucking characters are. Uh-huh. 
And they're t- the one guy's trying to order pizza. Okay. You know? And he says, no one will deliver to this neighborhood. Right. And he says, because we're on the corner of Malcolm X Boulevard and Huey Newton Lane or something like that. Like, it, that's felt like a racist joke to me. Well, uh, I could see it being that if there weren't actual street corners like that all over America. Right, but it's just, he's saying... These neighborhoods where streets are named after famous black figures yeah. are awful neighborhoods. Yeah. All right. It's a, it felt like a racist joke to me. I well, like you lived in Chicago. How far were you willing to go down Martin Luther King Boulevard? Uh, I, I never went <laughs> down there. Okay. Basically, uh, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Drive, I guess, starts uh, in the loop and goes all the way down the south side. But very few people go past the loop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, the only reason I would go south of the loop was to go to um, either, uh, like, the Museum of Science and Industry is mm-hmm. south. And then um, one of the universities is... Yeah. Uh, is it University of Chicago that's down there? Maybe. Um, UC. UCI. But, yeah, and they have... They do a lot of movie screenings. But that's uh, also... So that's there. And that's near a train stop and all that. Yeah, yeah. That's not even... That's not even the hood. But, yeah, uh, that's Although just the way it is. Um, the, the only other trip that I took, remember taking to the south side, when I was in Chicago, was what every white college student who takes a photography class at some point is going to drive down to the south side in the middle of the day and take pictures of how run down and decrepit uh, everything is there. Yeah. It's, in retrospect, it's like I'm embarrassed that I did it because yeah. it's such a cliche. And that, that, that maybe that's why you're so... Uh, sensitive to racist jokes because you yourself are did, so did guilty of being a racist. Yeah, well, when you all, didn't even know it. Um, no, we're all I'm, just getting better. Not me. Everyone's, I've never, I've never been racist. racist. Nope, not me. Anyway, um, I liked the Crusaders. I liked seeing the Brown Widow again. Here's what was funny to me, and I only caught this in the second viewing. In terms of the Venture family and all that stuff, nothing happens. Nothing really <laughs> happens. They get moved into their house. They spend money. Brock shows up. They meet the new neighbors. But that's it. But in the meantime, what's actually happening is the monarch is trying to get back into power. And he's got his henchmen and his wife, who's Dr. His wife, he calls her. Because mm-hmm. she used to be Dr. Girlfriend, but now they're married. So he says, where's Dr. My Wife? At one point, he <laughs> says to the henchman, which is funny. But she's, of course, the only competent person in this organization uh-huh. and has been forever. And so she's trying to run it. Uh, and then, but they, then she meets with the whale and they make a deal. And that's the only thing that actually happens is like basically the business of this crime syndicate uh-huh. gets taken care of. But the guys who are fighting and stuff, they're doing nothing. They're fighting each other. And then they stop and go, oh, sorry. Okay, bye. Right? Because Brock shows up and the Crusaders think they have to beat him up. And then, but it's just an excuse for hilarious jokes. The fallen archer fucking nailed it. God, that was hilarious to me. That he was the, he was like Hawkeye, but he had feet on his arrows. So he's the fallen archer. Uh, Get uh, it? Yeah. I didn't notice those were feet, I think. Really? I watched it on my laptop. Yeah. So I okay. So there's that. And then um, the chick was supposed to be like Wonder Woman, but she clearly only had one boob, the way the Amazons <laughs> right, would. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, she's got, you saw that where she's got Brock tied up, and he goes, I don't care about the boob, I still want to do you. And she pulls the lasso <laughs> off. What? What happened? That <laughs> was great to me. And that was my big complaint with the Venture Brothers in the early days, is I didn't find it very funny, like okay. laugh-wise. But uh, I don't know, this one had a ton of laughs in it, maybe yeah. because it was longer they were able to put in, you know, more actual jokes. I love the one of her jokes. It's at the uh, casino. The baccarat table is all like suave spy, like only oh. spies play baccarat. The, the waiter comes. Yeah. He's like I ordered mine. Yes, I know. Shaken, not stirred. Three shaken martinis. Yes. Because <laughs> they're all that's James Bonds. They only play baccarat. Yeah, it was a funny episode. There was good stuff. I'm glad they brought back. From what I understand, I was I was reading stuff about it, and from what I understand, this is very much like a comic book. This is like a full on comic book parody. You know, you got the young superhero finding a mentor when he goes to college. Okay, you got that part, and the Baxter, and then how the how the Avengers really are kind of heroes for hire. Yeah, you know, they don't do that shit for free. 
the government pays. Somebody pays. Right. So it was, uh, I thought it was really funny. And even, it's one of those shows where the more you know about it, you know, I'm sure Tom Griffin enjoyed it. Yeah, this made me want it. to yeah. go back to the beginning and watch all this. Because right? it seems to have such a rich uh, uh, mythology and history. Yeah. Who's the uh, Sean Connery guy who hates robots? Who is that? The, there is a Scottish guy. Yeah, I don't remember. He, is he, he's not a, is he a recurring? He, he's been on before. Okay. I, I remember seeing him more than once. Uh, but that's the other thing is there's so many characters sometimes you forget and they bring a guy back like they'll only have him on there once but then they'll bring him back um well, yeah, it I was remember, funny i'm um, glad it was so funny i remember seeing uh being at one of the comic-con panels with the venture brothers and the writers uh, creators were talking about part of the reason they have so many characters is they just come up with funny characters but then once they introduce them <laughs> Either they or other people like them so much that they want to ah. keep them around. So the comic book character who's like, uh, like, uh, isn't there a guy named like Shoreleave or something? I think that. Was... Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be like the the pirate on G. That not the pirate, but the sailor on G. A. Joe Swabby or whatever okay. his name was. Um, yeah, but he's clearly gay. They're all gay, <laughs> right? So that that was the example that came about that the, 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 they were talking about at the Comic Con panel. That it was like this was like a one note joke character, right? But then everyone liked him, so we kept keeping him around. And apparently, that happens with all the characters. Yeah, that makes sense. It reminds me of the Tick cartoon, the cartoon The Tick. Where they had, they would bring in just so many hilarious joke characters. And I would always be like, oh, I want to see them again. And they would never come back. Um, All right. Uh, You want to talk about anything else? No. Okay. Trivia. Last week, you asked a trivia question about who was that person? Bailey Bailey Chase. Chase. And they were on another show that had something to do with supernatural angels. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And what was that show? Saving Grace. The show with uh, Holly, Hunter. Holly Hunter, who talked to angels. Yeah. They're actual angels on his show. Um, so, Saving Grace was the answer, and our friend uh, Jen Edwards got it right. I owe her an entire box of prizes. Okay. Um, what happened to that stuff you were supposed to bring? Oh, that's right. Yeah. What an asshole. It's next to... Jesus. Well, next won't bring closet. it next week, will you? So, here's a trivia question this week. Venture Brothers, that episode we watched, do you remember what it was called? Uh, something Gargantuan? No, yeah. that was last week's. That was the, wasn't that the one before that? Wait, the Venture Brothers? Yeah. That was the first episode, though, wasn't it? Of the season. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm saying, wait, the Gargantua one? Did we watch different episodes? Yeah, I think we watched different episodes. How did we get through that whole conversation? And not, not knowing that we watched that we watched different episodes, Hostile Makeover was the episode you were supposed to watch. Oh, I thought I was supposed to watch the premiere. That was the premiere. No, I watched the season six premiere. Oh my god! I can't believe this is happening. This is great. I feel like I'm super high. Maybe because I am. Um, I gave specific examples of things. I guess so did you. Yeah, we both did. Um, you don't remember the the Archer in that whole thing? So season six episode oh I watched episode zero. All this and Gargantua two. Yeah. That it's, was I think that was the the finale of last year. No, this says it was No, all this and Gargantua two just aired in January. So they did an episode zero before episode one. What I got here, Venture Brothers, episode Hostile makeover is what I got. So, now look. What? No, scroll down. Yeah. Episode yeah. one. Episode one. All this and Gargantua two. Episode two. Hostile makeover. Oh, so I watched episode two. Yeah, but IMDb has it listed as zero and one instead of one and two. What the fuck? I'm sure there's an ex- explanation for this. Yeah. Someone's gonna tell us. Oh yeah, this episode wasn't on. Uh, TV, it was only on this or whatever. Yeah, well, I watched uh, an hour-long episode. Well, I watched a hilarious uh, second episode, Hostile Makeover. So, now you can watch Hostile Makeover, and I'll watch Gargantua 2. This is the first time this has ever happened, right? Yeah, we watched the wrong thing and didn't realize. Well, not, this is definitely the first time we've watched the wrong thing, where it was like, oh, I watched the wrong episode, whoops. But, it's... Also, the first time we talked about the whole show, but yeah, because now, like in retrospect, I was like, you were referencing things that I wasn't sure 
But I just thought it was me because I did I couldn't follow. Well, it. Well, the like, Sean Connery guy, that. I was like, did I miss that, or is he talking about a different episode? And yeah, you were right. talking about a different episode. And you were talking about the guy with the with feet. Yeah, uh, the archer. fallen archer. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we're dumb, and uh, okay, that would so, be funny. For what it's worth, the Adult Swim says episode one is called "All This and Gargantua 2. Yeah, it's an episode two is Hostile Makeover, but the uh, 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 the first episode I recorded uh, that I was told was the premiere. I don't know. I'm sure there's an explanation. Why are we even bothering? Yeah. By the time we put this up, we won't care. People who are listening are going, ha, 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 you dummies. Yeah. Here's what happened. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. Should we not, should we not do an episode this week? <laughs> no. Cause... Keep going. We're yeah. already halfway through. All right. Um, well, here's trivia. Uh, the second episode in the series is called Hostile Makeover. Second episode in this season, Hostile Makeover, which is obviously probably a pun that's been used a million times. Specifically, it was used... Um, Er, last year in the fall for an episode of the Muppets. Oh, okay. Called Hostile Makeover. It was also a movie and a Lifetime movie, but it was also a title of an episode of a series that starred a close personal friend of mine. What was that series? A close personal friend of yours. Yes, an actual friend of mine who is on TV. Uh, Didn't you have a friend who. It was on, I want to say, either Suits or White Collar. Suits. Is it Suits? He's on is it, Suits. Is yeah. it Suits? Is it That's not the answer. No. Ah, what's his name? Rick, uh, Rick Hoffman. Rick Hoffman is a friend of yours. Yeah, but it, Suits is not the answer. Um, so, uh, if you know the answer, you can write to me, Paul, at the King of TV. It's uh, not that hard to find out. I don't even remember that show. Uh, yeah, most people don't. Um, no, I, I mean, I kind of remember it, I don't, I, but I'm not, not well enough to know who you're talking about that you were friends with. Oh, okay. Well, it'll be funny when you get done Googling it. Um, so send your answer to paul at thekingoftv.com, and thekingoftv.com is where you go to listen to stuff. The Brady Bunch reunion is up there, and a lot of people have downloaded it. Um, uh, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> See? You, yeah. Right? No, that's funny. I didn't know. <laughs> um, and, of course, you can follow me on the Twitter, at Paul Goble Show. See uh, all my celebrity beefs. Um, be my friend on the Facebook. And um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but if I am, I'll, I'll remember it. And, and David, oh, oh, this is what I want to talk about. We're doing um, the Improv Lab. want to do some shows. I uh, want to record some podcasts uh, in their theater. So... We are bringing back the Battle Pretension, Battleship Pretension Live oh. comedy shows. Do we have a date yet? No, not yet. Did Tyler email you? No, not yet. Um, we're bringing <laughs> it back, but it will be the Battleship Pretension slash Hey Watch This live comedy show. We're going to do it at the Improv. And uh, so for those of you who like to watch, uh, come and watch those old comedy shows, you know, we're going to do it again. And then you can listen to it on the Internet. So that's what's happening there. Okay, and David, are you te- texting Tyler right now? Yeah. To say, hey, a-hole. <laughs> I didn't say it like Send that. Send Paul your stuff. Uh, you can find me at battleshippretension.com. That's where all of my movie reviews and other things that uh, I write and other people write and all sorts of podcasts, including this one, can be found at battleshippretension.com. You can email me at david at battleshippretension.com. And you can and should follow me on Twitter at davypretension. And do you want to tell people about the BPs coming up? Uh, it's well, the B, you'll find if you go to battleshipretention.com, you'll you'll learn about that. It's a, we do our own award show um, that, uh, uh, with our our I guess uh, academy of sorts <laughs> of uh, contributors and and uh, frequent guests, uh, and we do, we record an audio ceremony uh, and release it as a bonus right. episode. Every year. Um, How many years have you done this? This is the third. Okay. Uh, and you'll you'll be participating. I won't be there next weekend oh. uh, to do the recording. I don't need recording you my there. Part separately. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. All right. Let's talk about the X Files. Yeah, this was fun. Now I thought it was funny that I mean, obviously this is the same guy who wrote the Clyde Bruckman episode, yeah. but there's two references to that particular episode. Yes, and I, in I, this I, one, I had this uh, exact uh, conversation with uh, Mrs. Howell last night. We watched it together. Uh-huh. She also enjoyed it. But yeah, 
Um, Scully says, I'm immortal, remember? Right. And also, she ends up with a dog. And then she says, it reminds me of Queequeg, which was the name of her dog. Right, right, yeah. When she got that dog, who, uh, from the old lady, she renamed him Queequeg. Yeah. Um, and then that dog gets eaten by an alligator later on. But, um, I thought it was funny, because this is just like what they talked about. It's almost like they said... What was the guy's name? Who, who wrote it? Darren Morgan. They said, hey, can you write one of your crazy Monster of the Week funny episodes for this yeah. new season? And he went, look out, because I got the best. And it was very funny. Reese Darby, hilarious. And even like... Kumail, hilarious. Kumail was funny. And like, if you watch the old episodes... Tyler Levine. Yes. They reminded me of uh, that movie he made, Dale and... Did Whatever saved the Tucker world. And Tucker Dale and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. It is is yeah. a, is very funny, very good. But it reminded me like if in the old Monster of the Week episodes where Mulder is kind of being funny and flip, he's almost overdoing it just because he's David Duchovny. Uh-huh. Like because he's you know Duchovny's whole thing is underplayed and mumbling almost. So when he's trying to be funny and cavalier, he's almost over the top. But with this one, it's almost like he's grown into it. Like, because he's, whatever, 20 years older now, he's not over the top. He's just relaxed because that's actually who he is now. Uh You know what I mean? He's not... In the first episode, he went, yeah, I gave up. F this. You know, screw all these conspiracies. So now it's like, I think I just saw something crazy. And I'm going to get the bottom of it just for me. And he's willing to stand there at that grave and talk to Reese Darby, and then get drunk. It's just like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I thought that was cool. Plus, I like the idea, and Brooke, and I, Brooke thought this was fascinating, so that was the best thing ever, that he was a creature who got bit by a dude uh-huh. and then turned into a dude. Yeah. And yes. just to illustrate that point, his name was Guy Man. <laughs> yeah. Hysterical. <laughs> and, and the casting was great. Reese Darby was so perfect. Uh, like, why is he Australian? Who knows? Yeah. Well, he's not. He's from New Zealand. Okay, why is he New Zealandish? Who knows? <laughs> um, and what kind of creature was he? He was like that horn-toed frog that squirts yeah. blood out of its eyes. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a new thing. It was all really good and and funny. The one thing that I actually found really disturbing was uh, him telling that story about when he was banging Scully. When she was being all sexy, I was like, in all in every episode of the X Files, this has never happened. Uh-huh. There's never been one episode of the X Files where Scully even even flirted with a guy. Uh-huh. Not you know, she was she's always professional, one hundred percent. You know, she. It was funny to me to see that because even Gillian Anderson doesn't do that, right? You know what I mean. Even her stuff on on Hannibal was like weird and creepy and yeah. untouchable, uh, but that was funny to see. It was really it was really a well done episode. And I'm glad they did one of those in this in this sixth season reboot because that's like one of the funniest things about the X Files. At least one of the funnest things is crap like that. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and I'm uh, repeating what a lot of other people have, have said, uh, but you know, not only was it a fun standalone episode. There were lines of dialogue that were sort of about the fact that it was a fun standalone episode. Like, yeah. uh, was it Scully who said, "Like, I forgot how much fun these could be." Right. You know? <laughs> like, clearly, reference. Like, it's like being in her own audience surrogate. Thing. Yeah, and yeah, and and but in but it still makes sense. She was like, "Oh yeah, we did kind of get these weird." Things that came in and then they really can't be explained, so we just forgot about them. Because that's what it comes down to. They go in and go, well, it looks like a vampire. That's the only explanation. But there are no vampires. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's done. Close the case. <laughs> put it away. Because that's all we can come up with. Because really, because I spent a lot of time thinking, okay, so was he like a were lizard? I, I was trying to yeah. logic it out, but it doesn't. You can't really... Put it all into different boxes. It's not neat. It was almost like this is such a weird standalone monster of the week story. It goes beyond the monster of the weeks. Yeah, it b- barely even makes sense. It's so crazy. <laughs> like, and I was thinking about it afterwards. Why, like, when Mulder followed him to the graveyard? Yeah, he was just he was just following him to see where he would go and what he would do. 
And then they're both at this grave. They're both at graves. But then it, it becomes clear, oh, was he luring Mulder there so he could then make Mulder stab him with the green glass? Right. Yeah. What? And so he knew who Mulder was. A lot of it was very tenuous. A lot of the logic was very tenuous. Yeah. Uh, but even, I mean, the fact that I guess Mulder laid there and and drank what was in that bottle and got <laughs> blacked out, that's kind of hard to believe too. So where were they even? Yeah, did it say? <laughs> it just seemed like they were up in the woods somewhere. But I mean, X-Files episodes, they, they would go all over the country. Yeah, they usually they say. they say where they're in... They're in yeah, a specific yeah, part of the country. Is. Yeah, I, I think it was it was just some weird British Columbia forest. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad they're they're doing this. Apparently, people are losing their shit over this new X Files. They love it. Like there are plenty. Well, I thought of, a lot of people hated it. Really? Oh, I think there's plenty of haters. People who are being haters, but I think they're being haters over things that are stupid. Like uh, you know, someone said David Duchovny forgot to act. No. He never was a good actor. <laughs> that was his whole deal. He couldn't act. Watch every show he does. It's the same dude, just with a different attitude. The guy from Californication is a scumbag who doesn't give a shit about anything but his daughter. And it's just like the guy on The X-Files, who's a fucking reprobate, who doesn't give anything about about conspiracies. Mm-hmm. They're all just selfish douchebags. But they're focused on one thing or another. Aquarius, he's a complete asshole on that. But, right. And he's a cop. He's even worse. But it, he's David Duchovny in everything. So I don't know why people are disappointed. It's All the favorites are back. Oh, somebody said the, the Lone Gunman, that since Lone Gunman can't come back, they're out. Because I guess they were killed in the last episode of their show. Oh, really? <laughs> they were murdered, blown up or something. Um, so they won't be coming back. Now, I, I don't know because I haven't watched any other than this one. Annabeth Gish is going to be... Uh, That's what I heard. I saw her on At Midnight, okay. and they said she'll be on it. But that makes sense, because yeah. it was her and Robert Patrick. So when, will Robert Patrick be on, or did he... I don't know. It, well, I, I, it, it's not hard to believe that he said, no, I'm not interested. Right. Um, or he wanted more money or something like that. But, uh, I don't know. I prefer to see him instead of Annabeth Gish. But who knows? I honestly remember very little about them on the show. Okay. It was a chore to watch them. I only watched it because I had to, almost. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this episode is crazy. Uh, this episode of Hey, Watch This? Yes, is crazy. Yeah. But So the, you were witness to the first time David and I w- talked about well, a show. In retrospect, we kept... Like, I keep thinking of examples of things. Like, like when I said it was an hour-long episode... Right. That didn't set off any flags with you. When I you went, were referencing uh, uh, an Amazon woman... Uh, with a lasso and, uh-huh. and one breast that should have like yeah. in retrospect I was like I don't know but I but I was so in this head mindset of <laughs> so much shit went on in this that it's possible that there's whole things that I'm forgetting that's funny well because a lot of shit went on in the second one too yeah there's a lot and like I said there was one whole thing where nothing happened it was just showing characters so you didn't see the Nathan Fillion thing at all which is one of my I, favorite I guess parts. I didn't see the, okay. the brown widow. The brown um, widow. He's like Spider-Man. Yeah, this is... In retrospect, it, was, it should have been crystal clear. But I don't think either one of us were, would have even considered the possibility we had watched completely different episodes. No, because we've been doing this show for almost five years now. That's not true. Yeah. Almost five years now. No. Well, how many Margarita Days has it been? I feel like we've been doing this like three years. Mm. That's, what, that's what I think. Well, you can go count them all. Unfortunately, the numbering system is completely arbitrary. Yeah. So there's no way to tell by that. But well, when was... Uh, do you remember we talked about it in the first episode? I don't. Well, yeah, because I just played the first episode. Oh, that's right. first. Yeah. So if you look at the website, uh, let's see. Go to the podcast. What was it? Mad Men? I feel like it was... Rectify in Project Runway. They, oh, so it was back when Project Runway was on. Jeez, that was <laughs> a long time ago. Both those shows are still on. Yes. But here's what I remember. Well, yeah, what's the was, date on it? Um, um, I don't know. Yeah, Because it, it has the date that you... Um, right. But I remember our first episode was going to include Top of the Lake... 
But then I had a death in my family and had to leave town, and we ended up pushing back the recording by like two weeks. So it was whenever top. Oh, of the that's lake, right. Whenever top of the lake was on Sundance, that was supposed to be the on on the first episode. Um, <laughs> so I feel like that was early 2012, which would be four years ago. 2013. Oh, so three years like, ago. Okay. That yeah. feels like longer. Yeah. Feels like it's been forever. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, next week David won't be here. Nope. I'll and be, uh, uh, romancing the uh, stones. <laughs> romancing her stones. Um, so Mike Schmidt will be filling in for David. I will be watching Full Frontal, um, and hopefully we'll, he will watch that same episode of Full Frontal <laughs> with Sam B. He hasn't gotten back to me about what he's going to watch, but I bet I know what David's going to watch. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch a different this. Bye.